Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Elena and welcome back to Inside College Admissions, a podcast presented by SCORE. Today's episode is a really great one and is part of the What I Wish I Knew Before College series. We're going to talk about college hacks and the things that you can do to save time, money, and pretty much everything in college. I'll ask other grads about their personal experiences with life hacks in college, and honestly, you're going to want to write some of these tips down. If you're new to the What I Wish I Knew Before College series, go on back and listen to our other episodes after this. We talk about a bunch of different topics related to college, like how to make friends, find fun clubs, and all of that. As always, we drop timestamps in the description, so feel free to jump to whatever advice you're looking for. And right before we get into it, I have to share my two best college hacks. I really thought hard about them, and these are the ones that really took me through college. First, if you feel like you're having a hard time making friends, or especially if you transfer to a new college like I did, shove yourself into an existing friend group. Let me repeat, shove yourself into an existing friend group. Does that sound ridiculous? Yes. But it's advice that my cousin gave to me before I started school. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm not doing that. And then how did I meet my best friends when I transferred? By shoving myself into their friend group. (laughs) And it doesn't even need to be as dramatic as that sounds. You can literally just go up to a group from class or that you know from a club and say, oh, are y'all hungry? Do you want to go to the dining hall? And then bam, you have friends. Trust me, it will work. Second, take advantage of your college ID for discounts. You can literally get a discount for everything with your student ID. So you can get a discount on museums or shows, on laptops or movie or music streaming platforms, and at a ton of clothing stores. There's this app called Unidays that I still use, and you can search for a bunch of stores and get discounts just because you're a student. So use your student discount. It saves you so much money. Okay, now let's hear all these grads college hacks. Hi, Delana. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for sharing your college hacks with us today. I'm excited to dive into them. And I feel like, honestly, these college hacks are relevant for me too, being just out of college. (laughs) Maybe they're good life hacks. Yeah. (laughs) So you mentioned getting organized quick. And whether that's a paper calendar or using your phone, having all of your assignment due dates within the first week of class in place is very key. It can set you up for success or failure. I can remember one time my sophomore year of college. See, I should have been better organized by that time. I missed a final. I could not believe that I missed a final. Oh my gosh. And that was all on me. I did not have it written down. And I don't even know how, because I I do think I'm a pretty organized person. I think that's part of my personality. I like to see things in print. I like to write them down. It helps me just to kind of sear something in my mind that I have something coming up, but it, it is hard enough to be a new college student and figuring out how to manage everything yourself. You know, you've yeah. got a lot of time management skills that you have to learn sometimes for the first time. So just getting organized and doing however that works for you, whether you want to see it written out and you have it on your desk in your dorm room, or you, you know, like to have everything electronic, just make sure you get all of that in there and keep you organized and, and hopefully not miss a final like I did. <laughs> did you end up getting to make it up? I did get to make it up, but you know, that, that is one of the things that stands out to me that I can just so clearly remember. And I was just so disappointed in myself that I had missed a final. I know that's like the scariest thing possible for college. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Not good. You said, you know, whether that's keeping yourself organized in print on a planner or on your phone, it's all about what works best for you. And I think when you get to college, like you said, this might be the first time you're having to time manage. If you don't know if print or having it digitally works for you, kind of writing it in both places and seeing which one you gravitate towards can help you not miss anything and also figure out how you like to stay organized. I love that, Elena. That's a really great point because if you haven't established some type of practice while you're in high school, you you may have to try both and figure out what works for you. And the nice thing too is, you know, not just all of those assignment due dates, but figuring out how you're going to manage, you know, a work schedule or exercise or Mm -hmm. social activities. I mean, kind of scheduling all of that out so that you don't go too overboard with too much partying, too much social time, or conversely that you're not just only studying. So, you know, there's definitely a happy medium. And and I think if you can realistically try to jot some things down as how you're going to manage your time so that you can work in all of that. Wow. Really great point. The other thing that you shared is that college is a fresh start and to take advantage of the opportunity to be your best and most authentic self. Yeah. If you think about the labels that we put on friends and peers in high school, whether it's the nerd or the jock or the theater person or the class, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, those are labels that you really can shed. When you go to college, you're probably not going to be around that many people, if any, that knew you before. So it just is that opportunity to figure out who you really are, who you want to be, and, mm-hmm. and just take that as a fresh start. It's kind of like we had mentioned about, you know, figuring out who your friends are and, and those may change over time. It's okay. Now's your opportunity to yeah. really assess and just be who, who you really are. Be true to yourself. That's so, so true. I remember at my first college, I really realized that nobody knew me. I could be my true self, despite what I was like in high school. In high school, I was super shy, insecure, never raised my hand, and was only my truest self with my friends outside of school. And once I got to college my first year, exactly like you said, I thought, why not take that person who I am with my friends and just be that all the time? That's easiest (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's way easier to do what I would normally do instead of feeling like I have to be a certain way. So it was very freeing. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people go through in college where they realize that not to sound cheesy, they don't have to be anybody but themselves. Like you can really be your authentic self. And if you haven't had a chance to figure out who that is yet, you have the time to. Thank you so much, Delena, for sharing all of these. Your advice is incredible. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Elena. It's really been fun to think back to my time in college and things that I wish I had known, things that I have learned and sharing some tips for other people. So this has been really fun. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I loved Delena's advice. College really is that fresh start to be your best and most authentic self. Our next grad cracks me up and also has very solid advice. So let's get into it. Hey, Shahom. Hey, Elena. How's it going? It's great. How are you? I'm doing great as well. 
thank you so much for talking about your college hacks with me. Of course. First, you said never sign up for a Friday lecture or mm -hmm. an 8 a.m. lecture. Yes. I mean, sound advice. Did you, I'm going to guess that you did. Did you sign up for an 8 a.m. on a Friday and wish you hadn't? Oh, yes. Math 104, freshman oh. year. I think they only had, they only had like 8 a.m. lectures. Like it was like a rite of passage, I think, no. for everyone. College just does not lend itself to getting up early, right? Like between, no. between the campus events, any projects that you're working on, which you're usually working on like late at night, because that's when everyone's free, extracurricular studying. Like, so I was, I was in theater and like music and stuff and rehearsals sometimes went to like midnight or after. So yeah, yeah, college is just not conducive to, to early morning activities. So like, even if you're a morning person, you know, these lectures, most of them, you know, they're only valuable when folks are contributing and having a lively discussion. Right. So it's, it's not great if, even if you're awake and you're a morning person, but folks aren't contributing, like it's not, you're not getting the most out of it. So avoid Friday or 8am. Yeah, honestly, and, or that's a, a good point too, because even if you're up, if no one else is, what's really the benefit? Yeah. You know, unless it's like this massive lecture and usually most of them are recorded anyway. But yeah. unless it's like this massive lecture where there isn't really much discussion and you're a morning person, then like, great, go for it, get it out of the way. But even then, you know, I never wanted to wake up at 8 a.m. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I remember thinking like, oh, I get up for high school at like six, getting up yes. for college at eight, that's easy. And no, it's not, life is different. Yeah. No, that's so true. That was a rude awakening. I used to wake up at 5.45 for high school. Mm -hmm. I'd get uh, breakfast, I'd get on the bus, whatever. In college, if I had to wake up before 7.30, I was throwing a fit. I don't know what changes, if it's something in the air, the water, but something changes and it's not as easy to get up, I feel. No, Plus not. for an 8 a.m., you have to be there at eight. It's not like, oh, I'm fine with waking up at eight. You have to actually get dressed and be there for eight o'clock. Yeah. Unless you do what I did and really just, you know, you literally just roll out of bed like 7.58 and then just <laughs> rush over to, to wherever you need to get to class. Then that's, then may, maybe that's doable, but. You also said that when you're watching or listening to a recorded lecture to play it at two times the speed. Yes. I feel like that's all the more relevant now because a lot of lectures are online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a life hack that I still use today if I have to listen to like a work meeting that I wasn't able to attend or I'm just listening to again to reinforce what happened in that meeting. Yeah. yeah you play it at two times speed. Unless the person talks really, really fast, you can still understand everything they're saying and you do it in half the time. It's really the go-to, especially as you're like cramming for an exam or something like that to, to review. That's a good one. It can be super helpful to play the lecture at two times the speed if you're studying for the exam, even if it's the morning of, like while you're eating breakfast or lunch or anything before the exam, because it does get into your head. Yeah. Like we're able to absorb that, but you don't have to spend the whole time listening to it. Yeah. You know what? I never tried how people play these things while they sleep to see if it like, uh, yeah, if it like gets implanted. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I've never tried it, but maybe that's something that someone can try. Well, thank you so much for these iconic, incredible college hacks, Shahom. Of course. Happy to share. 
I always love hearing Shahom's tips. And seriously, if you can avoid a Friday class at 8 a.m., it is well worth it. Up next, we've got another great chat with a grad. So here goes. Hey, Emily. Hi, good to be back again. It's great to have you back. I'm so hyped to dive into your college hacks. These are ones that I wish I really had known sooner. You said to get a hard drive and a cloud drive for your laptop and to back up your stuff constantly. I have to ask, did you learn it the hard way? I did learn the hard way. So we were doing film projects my junior year. So film is just almost irreplaceable, kind of like photos, but with film, as you know, or in sound and recording, you do a lot of editing. You want to make sure everything's tightly packaged together. And I spilt water on my computer oh. and nothing was backed up. Cloud drives weren't really a thing then. And I lost all of my video work. So now, no. now I'm at the age where everything's um, on a cloud and a hard drive. I back those up all of the time. I'm constantly going through my files and making sure I have what I need, making sure everything is in two places. And then on that note, maybe getting a password generator so that all your tech is very secure. Yeah. I don't even know the last time that I backed up my computer. When I log in, it says like, last backup was in 760 days. I'm like, oh, that's, that's good. This is definitely up to date. <laughs> I'm going to knock on one for you. If you can hear that. Thank um, you. <laughs> and, uh, but you're on the cloud, I'm sure a little bit. Yeah, no, the cloud definitely saves me a lot, but I've had that too, where my computer, I remember one day just stopped working out of nowhere. And then I lost everything. Not to mention it was also finals, which was very upsetting. Same for me. It was around the time. No. I, yeah, it was junior year. It was like when things were due, um, you know, cause senior year is thesis, you're building your thesis and exact same thing. So learning that the hard way just made me just like such a neat freak with all of my technology and making sure that just be careful with your tech, like make sure yeah. that you have things backed up. I'm notoriously bad at backing up to like the cloud and, and everything, but I do a lot of my stuff on Google Drive. That way, I, I also don't even need my laptop. If I'm working on someone else's laptop, I can just go right onto Google Drive. But I also don't have to worry as much about, oh my God, did I save that document? It auto saves, like it's all there and it's kind of backed up automatically. So that that's my workaround since I hate backing things up. Yep. I use Evernote and it's pretty comparable to Notion. I just, I pay for the Evernote and I can have multiple devices on it. So similar to that, it's uh, just helps me keep organized on multiple devices. So I can have it on my iPad, my phone, helps me be able to like look up notes I've taken or like a photo of my health insurance card. So just maybe like a, get a central hub for all your really key things and make sure those are backed up. Yeah, definitely. Another thing that you said for your college hack is to get a case for your phone or computer. This is something I'm guilty of. Sometimes my laptops have a case, sometimes they don't. But in college, you're moving that laptop in and out of your bag so much, you need a case. Yeah, it's true. And, and you know, right now I'm on the computer and I rarely leave the large monitor with all the hookups, but you're so right that you might be skateboarding to class or you might be just running around trying to get to your next class if you have a big campus and having something like an actual hard case as well as the, maybe a zip shell 
yeah. for the laptop itself. So like multiple layers of cushion, you got the backpack. Yep. <laughs> that thing's your baby. You, you do not want that to break. Yeah. I had a hard case for my laptop and then a soft case too, because even in the library, sometimes people will eat or drink and I didn't want to risk water being on the table before I put down my laptop. So I'd always use the soft case as sort of my like stand for my laptop. You're so right. By being on the go, you really, really are taking that thing in and out all the time. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's worth investing and you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on the best laptop case. You could just get any laptop case and it'll, it'll be good. That's so true. And I, yeah, you, you're totally right. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Sometimes the school will give out free swag or like you might just end up getting one one day anyway. But I mean, they can be from $20 to $50 to 10 anywhere. Yeah. In between. And then your last college hack was it's okay to switch your major. So mm-hmm. I really like this one because it's refreshing to hear. And you said it's okay to double major, have a minor, just to make sure that you absolutely love what you're studying. Yes, this one's pretty personal. I switched my major a lot. I started with illustration and creative writing, and then I went into multimedia studies. So Uh I wanted to make sure that because I went to a school that offered a lot of the things that I liked, that I was really going to be happy with the outcome of everything that I was paying for. So I did a major with a minor and then ended up doing something a little more all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. But it was just just so that I could make sure that I had done enough discovery work and really taken advantage of all the possible classes that were available to me. So once I started to dabble in things that I liked a little more, I was like, you know, what? I want to switch my major. That's fine. You just, like I said, have to absolutely love what you're doing and pay attention in class. It really is okay to switch your major because when you think about it, you're fresh out of high school deciding what you want to study for the next four years. That could easily change once you take the classes and realize whether you like it or not. So it's very much okay to switch. You're not tied into it. Right. And that could almost carry on through the rest of your life. It is okay. Even in the professional world, you're allowed to move laterally, up, down, sideways. It is okay to shift around. You just need to be good at what you're doing and love what you're doing. So just make sure that you're in the right place and you're engaged. Yep, definitely. I love this advice. Thank you so much for sharing your college hacks with us. You're so welcome. This podcast I knew was going to be a really good one. So I wanted to get in on it. I appreciate you guys having me. Okay. Thanks guys. That was such a helpful talk with Emily and a good reminder for me too. She's so right. You've got to protect your tech in college. Our last grad has some very creative tips for you. So let's dive in. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Alina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I'm excited to be here today. College hacks, sometimes they really get you through and you gave some really good ones. So I'm so excited to talk about them. (laughs) Yeah, some of them are, some of them are a little silly, but I mean, I'm telling you, looking back on it, it, they, they truly helped. Okay, so I have to start with my favorite one. You mentioned that even if you've had a long night out or you really don't feel like going to class to show up and make sure that your professor sees you. Yes, 100%. This is something that I was actually, my dad said this to me when I went to school. He's like, listen, even if you feel terrible, as you said, had a long night out, whatever it may be, just show up, show up and be there even if like you're struggling through 
the class, it can make a huge difference in the end. Like showing up and being present really can make a huge difference with certain professors. Now, it will obviously depend on what type of school you're going to. Like if you're in a huge lecture hall, that may be a little bit harder, but what I would say is sit in the front, like just make Mm -hmm. yourself visible, say hello to the professor, be personable, because again, those tiny things can make a huge difference, especially if you're in a bind. I have seen it happen over and over again. If you're in a smaller environment, like smaller classes, it's much easier to do that, but it's just, it's come in handy so many times. And again, depending on the school that you're in, some professors even track attendance. Yeah, I didn't expect that when I went to, to college, but it really kind of depended on the class. And as you get further into your major, sometimes the classes can get smaller. So you get to know your professors more, but showing up shows that you care. And it shows Mm -hmm. that you're trying and you could have straight A's, but still showing up and being present can help you in ways that you may not expect, whether it's a better relationship with a professor who, who knows, maybe you need a recommendation from them down the road. Yeah. Or maybe you are in a situation where you're on the borderline between needing to get that grade for your major or not. And if it's a tough class and you know, you were, you're just barely there, that is something that can absolutely push you over the edge to get what you need. Because again, you showed up, you showed that you cared and may not be your best day. It's all right. Everybody has a bad one, but you know, just go. However, I will say in this current environment, if you don't feel well and you're sick, please do not show up. Like let's be mindful of, of the situation see if you can like join via zoom, whatever it may be. But again, just being there and making that effort can go a really, really long way when you're in a bind. It seriously makes a huge difference because like you said, if you're on the borderline between grades, if you come into the professor's office and say, Hey, can you help me here? If they've never seen you, they're not going to help you. They won't know who you are. Right. You have to be there. I will say from personal experience, it's helped pulled me through in some really tough classes that I've had. And as you said, when I went to my professor, they knew me by name, mm-hmm. they knew that I was trying and they, they knew that I showed up. So it, it, it truly can be something that moves the needle for you. A hundred percent. This is a dining hall hack. Love this. You said to take leftover food from the dining hall and bring it back with you. And that can be a good way to save money and have food. Absolutely. Like there would be plenty of times where, I don't know, my eyes were bigger than my stomach and it was easily transportable. And I'd be like, I am taking this with me to go like use that meal plan to the best of your ability because Mm -hmm. grocery shopping for a dorm room is, is tricky, right? Like you you're getting snacks. Yeah. It's just a quick hack to like save on money, not have to worry about certain things. And honestly, you're not being wasteful that way. So it's, it's just something to keep in mind. I know personally there would be certain places where they would even have like, I don't know, granola bars or whatever that you could, could take and grab and go. And they came in handy too. So just keep that in mind as you're kind of going through your day to day when you're stopping in the dining hall, even if you think it's going to be something quick and I'm not saying like grab everything in sight, right? Let's not be greedy, but you're not finishing something. Or if there's something that looks like it would be a great thing to take on the go, remember you're paying for it. So yeah, take advantage of it. And a lot of dining halls will even have takeaway boxes for you. Yes. My college didn't. So I started bringing a Tupperware. I started bringing my own Tupperware. No shame. No shame. (laughs) No shame. Yeah. And then I'd have food for later. Right. 
it was great, especially on those late nights when you're up till God knows what hour working on a paper, studying for a test and you need some extra brain power, you know, you have something as a backup. Yes. Yes. Also, I have to ask. So we all know that sometimes dining hall food is not the best, right? It's not the worst, but sometimes you run out of options and you just got to get creative. What's a hack to spice up a classic dining hall meal? Oh, that is a tough one. Okay. Some things that I would think about or go to. So think about it from the perspective of if you do have food in your dorm room already, for example, let's say you like yogurt and you have the little yogurt cups mm-hmm. and you're so sick of them. You get them all the time. You don't know why you get them, but it is what it is. <laughs> maybe you grab granola from the dining hall and you add it on top, or maybe you think about different ways to combine things so that you're making it a little bit different. Just think about if you compare things with stuff that you already have, that would make it that much better for you is, is what I would say. It, it'll help you in, in a lot of different ways. Definitely. That's what I would look for. I used to get pasta from one dining hall, put it in a takeaway box. They didn't have chicken or anything. I'd go somewhere else, get the chicken, put it in the pasta. See, that's where that Tupperware comes into play. You know, you can can just make the combination work for you, even if you have to go from one place to the other. And this is my top secret hack. Mm -hmm. Bring a cheese stick with you. So, you know, those sticks of like mozzarella that you can get in the supermarket. Yeah. You bring a cheese stick with you, you can make anything parm. Chicken nuggets, melt the cheese on it, bam, chicken parm. You are not wrong. I like this. Bread? <laughs> Bread? Yeah. A pizza bagel. You you can do anything with yeah. a cheese stick. Yeah, that's right. You know, find one of those things that really works for you and like a certain ingredient, especially if you have like a preference in terms of like, for your example, a type of cheese or whatever it may be. I mean, you can start to mask some of the flavors of the things that may not be as good to make it even better. So I love that one. Thank you so much, Ashley. This was so great. And these are really creative tips. Thanks for sharing your advice and coming on the podcast. Alrighty. Ashley's dining hall advice could not be more true. Finding new ways to spice up classic dining hall favorites is a rite of passage and can be kind of fun. So that is College Hacks part one. I love anything that's gonna help you make the most of your time, money, and memories in college. And I'm so excited for all of you to find your own college hacks when you start school. If you wanna hear more from this series, make sure you follow our Instagram at Sport Inc. We have a bunch of other podcast episodes with advice for applying to college and starting college, so check those out. And stay tuned because part two of our college hacks are coming soon. All right, that's all for me. Remember, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. See you next time.